Hi guys, and welcome back to the All Sports Focus podcast. We are back here with our first off-season podcast of the off-season. Um, a couple days after the Super Bowl here, we're back here with uh, Ryan. Ryan, say what's up. What's up? Uh, we're here with our social media guy, Mr. Andrew Papnate. Pap, say what's up. Looking what cheese over there. <laughs> and then you'll be seeing a lot more of Garrett. We're going to get to that news very shortly, but we're back here with Garrett. Garrett, say what's up. What's up? Yep. So we're glad to have all of these three with me today. Uh, Brady is in Florida, so we will not. Brady will not be joining us once again. What's new? Am I right? Just kidding, Brady. I'm just I'm just pulling your leg, man. When you listen, I'm not. Um, so today it's a little steam room episode. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while because we've been doing the playoffs and everything like that. So we're gonna be. We asked you guys on our Instagram page for some hot takes for next season and this past season kind of things. So we're going to be giving some overreactions and not an overreaction to those responses, talking about them, bringing up any other ones. And hopefully me and Ryan get into an argument like the one episode with Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito. That's what we're looking for. So uh, one quick thing before we get moving here, we would like to formally announce that Mr. Garrett Collins over there is officially joining the All Sports Focus uh, squad. So we're very happy to have Garrett aboard. Give him a round of applause. Uh, got him aboard. He's going to be on these podcasts a lot now, so we're happy to always have his insight, and we're happy to have you, Garrett. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, man, I'm excited. It's been so much fun getting on here. Sorry, I got some dogs in the back. They're going crazy, <laughs> no, but, you're uh, good. No, but yeah, man, it's been fun. It's it's been cool, and I look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we're going to jump right in here. Keep Pap interested as he's staring off in his face there. I'm just kidding, Pap. Um. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump into our followers' uh, hot takes that they sent in. We're going to give each of them a shout-out, too, obviously. They deserve it. So we're starting off with our very own Gage Voda. Everybody knows, was one of our main founding members of All Sports Focus, who's at college now, unfortunately. But uh, Gage's hot take he sent in, he's a Steelers fan, for everybody that doesn't know. He said, if the Steelers get Justin Fields' AFC championship run, calling it right now was his exact words. From Gage Voda. We're going to go around the horn here. Overreaction, not overreaction. I'm going to start this one off here. I'm going to say it's an overreaction. Sorry, Gage. Um, hate to burst your bubble, but Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think he is just in the right system. But when you look at the AFC and you got Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, all those guys, Lamar Jackson, it's tough to make the AFC championship, let alone make the playoffs with the division you're in when... All four of your teams had a winning record this year. So, Ryan? So, I'll take this in two parts. The Steelers get Justin Fields, not an overreaction. The Steelers make the AFC Championship with Justin Fields, complete overreaction. I don't think Kenny Pickett, like, I think them sticking with Mason Rudolph going into the playoffs was kind of the writing on the wall that Kenny Pickett isn't who they thought he was going to be. And, you know, on top of that now... Justin Fields coming available because it seems like the Bears are going to want to go in a different direction. So I think that it's a landing place that makes potential sense. But AFC Championship, hell no. All right, Pat? Uh, yeah, that's an overreaction. I mean, nothing more to it. I mean, I think Justin Fields will be an upgrade, but I think they could maybe be have a better chance of actually winning a playoff game. They go every year. And they, I think they actually become a little bit more competitive, but 
Not AFC Championship. Yeah. Garrett, sorry, you got sucked um, with last place here. Hey, no, it's Tough. good. I'm making it four for four on overreaction <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, and I'm with Ryan on that. You know, it wouldn't be an overreaction for the Steelers to, you know, to you know potentially, you know, get them for a landing spot for Justin. Um, but at the same time, you're right, Andy. That AFC is loaded. And going through Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar, even Deshaun on a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's still there. So, I mean, yeah, that's tough. And I don't think just Justin himself, you know, would do it. He would <laughs> need some surrounding cast a little bit more, stronger surrounding cast. Najee's going to have to get back on uh, on uh, toting the thing a little bit better. <laughs> and then also yeah. somebody else besides George Pickens do it all mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah. <coughs> I'm gonna say, no, be... say no on that one, but the defense is good. I do give the Steelers defense is pretty heavy. It'll be, it'll be tough to say goodbye to this jersey because uh, he ain't get, he ain't gonna be there. He, he's no. not gonna be in Chicago. Yeah, he's out of there. So, um, why do you y'all... even have that jersey? I don't even hey, know. Hey, we went to the Bears game. Remember? Oh yeah, that's, that's why true. I bought it. So I can wear it to the Bears game. When they, money. Score, when they scored a whopping nine points when we went, freezed our ass off for a 13-9 ball game. It was like six degrees. Mm-hmm. It was a fun experience, though. Good atmosphere. Um, it was. But as we can say, as all of us have said, right now Vegas' betting odds is the Steelers are the favorite to land Justin Fields. Because like Ryan mentioned, Kenny Pickett just ain't it. I mean, they took him with their first-round pick, and they everybody thought Matt Canada was the problem, blah, blah, blah. Matt Canada gets fired, and Kenny Pickett still sucked. No nice way to put that. If you're getting benched, well, not necessarily benched because you got hurt, but when you came back healthy and they still went with Mason Rudolph over you, I mean, I think that's all the tell in the world that you're not the answer for Pittsburgh, and I think everybody knows that. And then, like Garrett said, with the division, I mean, you have to play Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Deshaun Watson six times a year. I mean, you're you'll be you'll be lucky to win two of those games next year if you're the Steelers. If I'm being completely honest with whoever you have yeah. at quarterback, because the Browns are going to be healthy next year. The Browns were the five seed in the AFC with like 15 plus injuries this year. That's insane. And Joe Flacco at quarterback. So. Joe Burrow will be back, too. Yeah, Burrow will be back. scary man, healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the next hot take. So we'll be getting into that right now. Our own Brady Ross, who couldn't join the episode here, sends one in saying, Joe Burrow is the only one who can stop Mahomes. I'm going to give Garrett the honors here to start since we let him go last. This is a tough Ah. one, man. Not an overreaction, Ah. overreaction. I think it's an overreaction, honestly. Hear me out. Only because I, Josh Allen didn't lose that game. Let's be real. Josh Allen did, did not lose that game for the Bills. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Ryan's side here and say, you know, that defense did choke. And Josh Allen does have potential to be the one to overthrow Mahomes. Not overthrow him with, like, Super Bowls. But, you know, just, you know, that one season where he's going to, you know, go all out. He's going to end up beating them eventually. Um, but also Joe Burrow is that guy, too. I mean, we've seen it many times. And, uh, yeah, but no, 
Uh, I think it's an overreaction. I think there is some people that could, uh, especially Josh, that could, you know, overdo it, you know, overthrow him. Yeah. Yep. Pat? Um, I think it's an overreaction. I think there's a few quarterbacks in the league that I think if it came to, like, the Super Bowl or just, like, a playoff game, I think we beat him, like Garrett said, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And from the NFC, it's a little biased, but I think the Lions could triumph them if they face him in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff could get him. And then Hot Take, who I think will be at maybe the NFC Championship, maybe Super Bowl next year, Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love is legit. Mm-hmm. I think if he they ran into Chiefs, I think it would be a good matchup for them, and Jordan Love could stop that dynasty. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah, I've got to go over reaction. I think the one that we haven't even brought up is Justin Herbert with now Jim Harbaugh. I mean, we've seen, as much as I hate the guy, we've seen him win at a lot of different levels with a lot of different quarterbacks. And so there's way too many talented guys in this league at this point to say that uh, you know, he's the only one or anything. So I think it's an overreaction. I mean, so let's... I'm gonna I'm gonna say overreaction as well, just solely off the fact. Yes, Mahomes. I mean, sorry. Yes, Burrow can beat Mahomes, but he ain't the only one. I mean, let's look over here at the AFC. You got the Jets. You're gonna have Aaron Rodgers coming back. There's a franchise quarterback. The Dolphins. You have Tua. You know he's so and so. The Patriots. So and so don't have a quarterback, but they're gonna have one. The Bills, Josh Allen, then you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, Russell Wilson, whatever, so on and so forth. You look at the AFC South, who have four of probably the best young quarterbacks in the league, and Will Levis, Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Stroud, and uh, Anthony Richardson. I mean, that whole conference right there, five or six guys can beat the Chiefs. I mean, to just say one guy, Burrow, is the only hope left, I think that's a complete overreaction. It's the side I'm going to talk about here. So, all right, moving on to the next one here. We got from our man, Roberto Quadra. Uh, one of my, one of the neighbors over here has his own podcast. Uh, go check it out. I think it's, I think it's Two Broke College Kids. I think that's the name of it. Um, funny, they talk about the Lions. They're both Lions fans. So, uh, go give that one a listen if you guys want to as well. So, uh, his hot take here is breaking, uh, not breaking news, but news has developed with Hassan Reddick possibly looking for a trade away from the Eagles. And his hot take is Hassan Reddick should go to the Saints if he gets traded. Um, I'm going to start this one off here, and I'm going to feel like I'm saying this a lot, but I'm I'm going to have to say uh, overreaction for this one. Um, I think it would be a great fit, but as you look at the Saints, who are like negative 90-something million dollars in cap space, I don't know how you would pay – Hassan Reddick, that uh, DN price tag like Nick Bosa and all those guys are getting and Miles Garrett. So I like the fit. Dennis Allen is a great head coach and defensive coordinator, but money-wise, I don't physically see how that's possible. So, Ryan? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I'd say overreaction. Just That's the part that I think we really are going to have to start addressing here with a lot of these teams as we come into the offseason is there are so many teams over the cap right now and players are becoming so much more expensive. I mean, I would have to imagine over two thirds of the league is over the cap right now. And some are like severely over and the saints are one of those that are severely over the cap. And so, and they've been like that for a couple of years now. They're yeah. Like so they're just scraping. 
yeah. barely making it under the cap by the time the season comes around. So I don't think they have the money to get somebody of that caliber unless he agrees to take a massive pay cut. Yeah. Um, but I, I do agree fit-wise it would make sense. There's a couple of teams that I could see um, him fitting with as far as like the defensive mind. And I could even see the Raiders as being another one um, that he would fit with. You know, they're across from Max Crosby. Um, that would be gross. Can I, can I just interrupt you real quick? Yeah, I just searched it. it up. There's 12 teams over the cap. And Ryan, I hate to break it to you. The Bills are yes, in second to last place. New Orleans is at negative $84 million. Holy God. shit. <clears throat> and then Buffalo and Miami are both at negative $51 million in cap. Jeez. So when we yeah. get to the more specific division offseason podcast, the cap is going to be a huge part of what we talk about. But we're solely sticking over reactions and stuff here. So sorry, Ryan, keep going. Just wanted to get, say that real quick. Yeah, that was basically it. I mean, I don't think they can make it work that way and mm-hmm. to be honest nobody in the nfl these days is taking less money than than they feel like they're owed yep Pap, yeah. you agree there with that one yeah just basically can't really do it when you have no money so that's really it yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with i'm with all y'all yeah the cap that's a big that's a big problem mm-hmm. I mean, you know Got to provide for your family. Unfortunately, they all have millions, anyways. But you know, you're gonna be a little <laughs> selfish. You're gonna, you're gonna think they're gonna want they're gonna want the money. So I mean, the Saints definitely don't have that money. Um, well, I mean, it would definitely be a good fit for them for sure. You know, right there with well, Cam Jordan, he's uh, he'll be he'll be gone, mm. done here soon. But no, I think it would be a cool place for him to land. But yeah, with the cap space, just yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be more than happy to see him move on from the Eagles. Uh, just speaking from a Giants fan standpoint here, then I have to play that man two times a year would be great with our absolutely pitiful offensive line. So I think Garrett can agree with me there with that one. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on here from Mr. Robbie Cleveland. Uh, he's a big Miami Dolphins fan. Um, and he sent in saying, a little bit of dogging on his own team here, but he said the Miami Dolphins won't win a playoff game for the next 10 years. Uh, man, I mean, he is – he hates Tua, by the way. I want to put that out there. He absolutely despises Tua. Yeah. So um, I'm going to let Garrett start this one off here, not an overreaction or an overreaction. That is definitely an overreaction, um, only because – as much as I hate it, Tua, Tua's not that bad. And, yeah, I mean, he's with, still with Jason, you know, I mean, with Jalen Waddle and, you know, Tyreek and, you know, those stout running backs that they have. I mean, eventually the, the pieces are going to fit and they are going to end up, I feel like they will end up, you know, getting one. To say they're not getting one in 10 years is a little, little a, a stretch. But, uh, uh, no, I, I can definitely uh, – I'll, I'll go and bet, say that they uh, definitely get one in 10 years, you know, with the weapons that they currently have, um, mm-hmm. you know, while they have them as well. So, yeah. yeah, and, you know, with Jalen Ramsey back there and a pretty stellar defense, I mean, it just didn't happen this year. But can't go on and say that they won't win one for the next 10 years. I think that's a little stretch, but, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say overreaction. Pat? 
Yeah, major overreaction. Ten years is a very long time with the people that have. I'd be shocked for them not to win one. I think they're kind of – this year will be – I think this is the prime year actually to do it. They have one year under with, with Tyreek Hill, and I think this is – I think they're going to do it this year, upcoming year. Looks like Ryan's inching to say something about the freaking Dolphins. So, Ryan, <laughs> let's hear it. I don't think it's an overreaction. You look at the AFC is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. The Dolphins can't figure out defense. You know, who did they – they didn't beat anybody who was good the entire season. It wasn't like they were dominating all regular season and then they just caught Kansas City at, you know, a bad time. Like, they did not beat anybody who was legitimately good all season. Everybody thought they caught Kansas City at their weak point. If anything. Yeah. And so it's like a lot of these teams, like the Bills were bad for most of the season and yet still went into Miami week 18 with a two seed on the line in an awful game in basically all aspects of the Bills game still beat the Dolphins to get the two seed. And so, you know, now it's just going to get tougher and tougher with contracts and, with Tua coming up and they have a decision where are they going to pay him what the quarterback market says, or are they going to pay him what he's actually worth? Because I don't think he's worth what the quarterback market is at. Mm -hmm. I don't think he is a clutch performer. I don't think he can actually make plays when it counts. I think his decision-making lags when it counts. And I even think that they might bring in somebody like a Jacoby Brissett or you know, maybe not Baker Mayfield because I think he's going to command too strong of a market. But, you know, somebody like a Brissett or somebody like a, you know, Gardner Minshew to compete mm-hmm. because I don't, they've got to see, or are we wanting to extend him or we do we need to go in a different direction? So I don't think you really look at, yeah, 10 years is a long time, but there's a lot longer playoff droughts for other teams than 10 years. So, Right, Pap? You know all about playoff droughts. Hey, let's not talk about it. Hey, you guys are on the, you're on the upside now. We're on the uprise. We're on the uprise. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm going to – so here's the thing. I don't believe – like, ask Ryan. He knows I was the biggest Dolphins fan going into this season. I mean, I picked them to win the AFC East, which – with all due respect, they should have won the damn AFC East. I mean, there's no way yeah, they man. should have choked that. That was pitiful. I even picked them to go to the conference championship game at one point in like our week four or five episode. I was like, I'm confident in this team until they started playing good football teams. I mean, they looked like they looked like Super Bowl champs when they dropped 70 points on the Broncos, but that was the Broncos. Then they play good teams and they just looked awful. I mean. Let alone, no offense, Ryan, if I don't, if the Bills don't get that punt return, I honestly don't think the Bills win that game. But then I feel like they would beat him in the wild card round if that were to have shaken out that way. But besides the point, I think it's an overreaction. I just think 10 years is too long of a gap to just say that. I think if you yeah, said five, I maybe I would call it a not, a not yeah. an overreaction. But, like, the chances of them not even winning, like, a wild card game, in my sense, like, like, let's say you get, like, the Bills this year and you get paired up against Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, 
whatever that whatever the hell happens, whatever the chances are. Like obviously I can't yeah. predict that. But I but... think they're always going to be the lowest. Like they're going to be the six or seven seed one. Yeah. Because you're mm-hmm. never going to see two be better than Josh Allen. I just I think this whole AFC East is in the, this whole next year. Honestly, I think it's wide open because I mean you look at. The Jets finally have Aaron Rodgers. This is basically Robert Sala, the head coach, is hanging on by the Aaron Rodgers thread. Yeah. If that works out, he stays. If it doesn't work out, he's gone. I mean, the whole franchise is basically relying on Aaron Rodgers right now. They look at the Patriots. Whole new everything there. Bill Belichick's gone. Gerard Mayo's in. New quarterback. I mean, it's everything's just brand new in New England. And then Miami, they're trying to figure out is Tua the option? Is Tua the answer? Is this the guy, we, like Ryan was saying, we want to pay the $45, $50 million that starting quarterbacks are worth? And you look at Buffalo, like we just mentioned, negative $50 million in cap. And, I mean, they have some big-name free agents this year. They'll probably have to move on from, like, Von Miller and, like, those type of guys to make room to get some, like, if they want to get these young guys back. That's I just, don't know that that's a huge loss, honestly. Well, yeah. But, I mean, that's just the money side of this. And it's like... This AFC East is going to be a whole new ball game next year. I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to be that much competition in the first year of this whole rebuild. But, I mean, you look at those three teams, and it's like, yes, the Bills are the front runners, but, like, you look at it, and, I mean, it's they're a little bit of a gap, but not that much of a gap, depending on what the Bills can do in the offseason. So that's besides the point. Last hot take here, and I think it's our best one yet. From Mr. Jerron Brown, uh, running back at University of Concordia uh, from St. Joe. He's a big Chicago Bears fan, and he says, the Chicago Bears will win the NFC North in the next two years. So, I'm going to build in another question here that I'm going to ask each of you. Short answer, I'm. this is hypothetically in what it's all pointing at is the Bears keep the number one pick, okay? We're going to go around right now. Well, here, before I say that, we're going to go around right now. What do you guys think the Bears should do with the number one pick? We're going to all base this into this one question. We're going to start with Garrett. Garrett, are you trading it or are you keeping the pick? I'm keeping the pick. I keeping think we the go pick? get Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think we go get Caleb Williams. I think they go get Caleb Williams. Yeah. Pat? I mean. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. Okay. Pat? Um, you trade it. Caleb Williams is not the guy. I'm telling you, the Bears take Caleb Williams. He's a bust. Wow. Bold take. You heard it here first. There's another hot take. We'll get to that. Pap just built another question for after this one. Ryan? You keep it. No shot you don't, especially in this market. If you can have a chance to reset and basically pay an equal or close to equal talent level quarterback for a rookie contract versus a NFL starter contract, you take it. Mm -hmm. Man, I just keep bringing up questions here. I'm just rifling these things off. So there's been reports. Cliff Kingsbury, who was the quarterback's coach at USC, is now the offensive coordinator in Washington. If you guys, if you three are the Chicago Bears GM and the commanders approach you saying, hey, we want to move up to number one. We got the number two. We'll switch you guys picks there and we'll throw in a first from next year, a second, a third, and then like a player. Like you're getting an overload 
to basically move down one spot to get Drake May or Jane Daniels, whichever one you feel is the second behind Caleb Williams. Would you be willing to do that at the price of Caleb Williams, who is a generational quarterback that everybody is saying he is? So I'm going to let you guys think about that and answer. I'm going to, I'm going to answer the question first here. And I think it's, I think you keep the pick. I think you keep number one. I mean, like Ryan, the the money side is huge. I'm talking about money this whole episode, but like the whole money, like you're gonna have to pay Justin Fields after this season, or would you rather wait four more years and have to pay whatever quarterback you end up taking if it's Caleb Williams or it's not Caleb Williams? So Ryan, we're gonna rifle back right around to you. If the Commanders approach you with that deal, are you taking it or are you not taking it? Absolutely taking it. You tell me that I get to take the more more likely successful NFL quarterback prospect with the number two pick and Drake may. And I get a bunch of other picks on top of that. Hell yeah. I'm taking it. And you got to put in perspective, they have the ninth pick as well. The bears do. And I mean, everybody's talking about their weapons. I mean, I think the most reasonable option right now, number nine is Romeo Dunze from Washington. I mean, he is, Hopefully the Giants take Malik Nabbers. Hopefully we don't mess that up, and hopefully he falls there. Yeah. But seriously, Romeo should fall right into their lap because I mean the teams after the Giants are most likely to go O line, and they're going to get a weapon right there. So let alone whatever you get at one. Pap, what are you doing? Are you accepting that offer from Washington or? Yeah, I'm accepting that in a heartbeat. I'm taking Drake May, Jaden Daniels, over Caleb Williams. Plus you get those picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to take it. Garrett? Oh, yeah, without hesitation. I'm saying absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, like Ryan said, Drake May. Uh, Drake May or, uh, you know, Jane Daniels. I mean, both of them have just as, I think, as good as range, you know, from what, you know, we've seen. Uh, you know, but I think I think Drake May actually might end up being better than Caleb Williams. I only said that because, I mean, you've, you've had – and I get he's had Justin Fields hasn't had the best coaching staff around him to help, you know, maybe develop him or something like that. But what's it going to hurt to go? I mean, you're only you've had and he was what he was hurt this some of the past season as well. Yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what's it going to hurt to start up with another fresh quarterback? Plus, you're getting I mean, if you're going to get the pick wise, I mean, yeah, I would definitely go. Uh, if, I mean, yeah, taking the commanders and stuff like that, I would definitely take that. And then start with like Drake May or something, you know, just kind of start. I mean, you're kind of already in the rebuild, but I mean, slowly trying to get out. But the answer to that question, no. I mean, the Packers and the Packers and the Lions are just. I mean, they're they're on the they're burning hot right now, so yeah. they're going to be good for the next couple of years. And then you know, Minnesota's always there. You know, they're about an average to a little bit above average team. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to consistently. Uh, you know, you find them on the wrong Sunday. I mean, there's there's already. Two, it could be two L's right there for you anyway. So, yeah. and I'm going to say, so to the answer to that, no, they don't want it. Yeah. Two years. Big, big question marks in Minnesota too, with quarterbacks. What are they doing with Kirk cousins? What are they doing with Justin Jefferson and that contract extension? But I mean, a lot of big question marks this off season. And I mean, the thing is, obviously I'm taking that trade. If I'm Chicago, I think everybody should take that trade. And as crazy as it sounds, as crazy as that offer sounds to move up one spot, Washington has a brand new GM, brand new head coach, brand new owner, brand new everybody in that organization. 
if they think they have their guy, they want that guy, I think they're more than willing to pay that price to go get him. I mean, like, you think you're starting this franchise over and you don't want to settle for something less than what you think. Like, why would you be starting an organization fresh and taking a guy at number two that everybody thinks you should take, but you're not that high on him? Like, if I'm both sides of that deal, I'm honestly doing it just because Caleb Williams has already worked with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Yeah, already worked with him. And why not? And if I'm Chicago, you're still getting a good quarterback, a really good quarterback, whichever one you decide, either the Heisman Trophy winner or as everybody's saying, the more pro-ready quarterback than anybody in this draft, either one of those is just as good as an option. So why would you not do that for both sides of it? And then I'm I'm agreeing with Garrett. I mean, you look at this Detroit Lions team was just in the conference championship, was basically one quarter away from winning that game, the third quarter. And you look at the Green Bay Packers, who were a touchdown away from beating the team that beat the Lions. I mean, they lost the 49ers by a touchdown. They blew out the Cowboys. I mean... And like Garrett said, the little, the little, the giant killers, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, I love the quote, catch them on the wrong Sunday, and that's another L. Yeah. They've got the weapons. They got uh, Kevin O'Connell's great offensive mind. So, I mean, it's like I compare this with both of these, these Norths, AFC and NFC North, are just looking like powerhouses. So, Ryan? Yeah, I. I don't think Caleb Williams, like, you look at his stats. In the last, I think, eight games of his regular season this last year, he only had more than one touchdown pass in, I think, one of those games. And so, and USC looked terrible throughout, and that was playing in a conference where defense is not exactly at a premium. So I don't think that he is the answer, and so... You know, if but if Washington says that's our guy, that's who we want to go get. Okay, the, yeah, that's fine. But if you're Chicago, I think like everybody said, you're not heartbroken. You get way more NFL ready prospects in the other two options, and you get some more picks out of it. Where maybe now you're picking twice in the second round, twice in the third round, along with your two picks in the first round. And you can retool a whole new team for way cheaper to compete in the NFC North. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. NFC North, Detroit Lions fans, I feel bad letting you go last year, but what do you got to say? I, I think I already know your answer, but. No! That is unbelievable. You know, I, I still think they take Caleb Williams, who is still bust. They're going to take him. They're still going to take him, and they're going to be last for the next two to three years. I, I think maybe they let Kirk Cousins walk in the next year or so, and maybe even this year they might move on. But it just doesn't seem logical. And let's just say they do trade back one spot, and they get Drake May. And like I, I just kind of think, like, last time I thought of a pro-ready quarterback with all these great quarterbacks around him, I just think of Mac Jones in 2021 where, like, he's very pro-ready. With well, who was it? Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence, all these people. He's very pro ready, and he doesn't really pan out. So look where that is. Yep. I just don't really think it's. They, I could say maybe five years they could win it, but not in two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a great point. Um, I mean, it's 
it's the state of all of these franchises at this point. I mean, if you were to have said this two years ago, I would have said absolutely because the NFC North is just, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers was basically the NFC North for like 10 years. There's no other way to put it. And I mean, if you look at now the Detroit Lions, the Green Bay Packers, whatever Minnesota decides to do, I mean, none of those six games you have to play, divisional games a year, are easy. I mean, there's like, these other divisions where you get to play like the Cardinals or the Panthers or the, like those teams where you're like, there's no way in hell we should lose this game, but there ain't games like that. in these, these powerhouse divisions. So building in, got a little, little take for you here, Ryan. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll spike a little argument. Is Sean McDermott the answer for Buffalo? Because this dude no. has... Oh, wow, okay, don't even have to... It's hoping for a yes there. Maybe I could argue yeah, with you, right, but... You can, uh, you can finish. Um, It's been shown time and time again, he, he can't win in the playoffs. Andy Reid just owns him. I mean... So, no, I, I can bail on that question. He's not. Like, he's not at all what we need. And there was, I wish I would have saved the article, but this guy, he broke down basically his performance in clutch games and his performance in, you know, two minute drills of games, playoff games, you know, basically season defining moments. And Josh Allen has left the field, I think they said in like 96% of the scenarios, Josh Allen left the field with under two minutes to go winning and by the time the game ended they had only won like 45 percent of those jesus and you know okay we say before it's it's leslie frazier so he's out okay he's you know whatever doing his thing so sean mcdermott's gonna call the defense same thing happened we did the same damn thing yeah nothing changed multiple games where we were texting in our group chat and i'm like well, he, he gave him the ball with a minute to go. So, that's it's a loss. And you can't put it, that on Josh Allen because, I mean, he's going down and scoring. Like, he yeah, can't he, he can't control the clock to run it down to one second every time. You can't no, expect a quarterback to do that. No, and that's why I hate, like, all of this hate and, like, bashing that Josh Allen gets comparative to, like, a Dak Prescott who doesn't even put him his team in a position to win. And yet it's like, you know, oh, Dak's got no help. Dak's got no help. It's not his fault. And yet Josh Allen, like, yeah, he has a lot of turnovers because he's the entire damn team. At times he's throwing the ball 50 times a game and running the ball another 20. Of course he's going to throw a pick. Nobody's going to be perfect 50 times. In a professional football game. If you expanded anybody, if you expanded, you know, Jared Goff's stats over 50 throws a game, I'm sure his interception numbers would come up a little bit. I'm not even going to bring up Daniel Jones because. Don't worry, I'm going to get uh, one of the questions is Daniel Jones. (sighs) And Garrett will get to that. But yeah, but it's like they give him hate when his usage rate and like his importance to his team is like four times greater than even Patrick Mahomes to the Chiefs. 
and he's never had a freaking defense to help him. We mm-hmm. have any semblance of a defense. We beat them in the 13-second game, go to the Super Bowl. Any semblance of a defense, you win the AFC Championship in multiple of these seasons where Patrick Mahomes just bullied a bad Buffalo defense and outscored Josh Allen. And it comes down to one possession. Like All of these games have been one-possession games with the Chiefs, either a win or a loss, a win in the regular season, a loss in the postseason. And then none of them have been blocked. Mm-hmm. The only bad loss was Cincinnati last year, but that was after literally somebody on the team died on the field and was brought back to life. Like yeah. I, I think that one's fairly understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not much to say. Glad let you rant there a little bit about the Bills. Yeah. I think you you deserve that. We need off his chest. Yeah. We need to move in another direction. Like bring in an actual defensive coordinator, bring in an offensive-minded coach to work with Joe Brady. And give Josh Allen the reins. Let him do his damn thing. But mm-hmm. McDermott is not the long term. Like, why are you accepting just winning an AFC East every year and then losing in the first or second round? Yeah. All right, Pap. I got one more question just for everybody, and then I'm going to ask you about the Lions, all right? Don't worry. I'm not leaving you out. Um, but here's the question. So everybody knows the Kansas City Chiefs just won back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, Patrick Mahomes has three Super Bowls now. And the thing that stands out most, and like all of the players are saying the post games while well, as I was watching it, is everybody wrote us out. Everybody was counting us out. And I think that's fair to say. Nobody thought they were winning this. I, like, honestly, they were, they were tied. Basically, like everybody thought them and, I mean, they were a little bit above the Texans. But like everybody's like, this is the Bills or the Ravens AFC to lose. More so the Ravens than the Bills, but this is the time for these two teams to step up and finally get over the Chiefs. And it seemed like, as Ryan said, it honestly seemed more like for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career, he relied on the defense to win him these games. I mean, yeah, the Super Bowl was just an absolute show of what how talented he is as a quarterback. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. I'm not trying to sound like a Patrick Mahomes lover over here, but, I mean, that's just the flat-out truth. I mean, he just – he was great in that in that fourth quarter in overtime. And, I mean, but you look at the Buffalo game. It came down to getting stops on Josh Allen, making him punt the ball. It came down in the Baltimore game. They only scored 17 points, and they held – Lamar Jackson and the NFL's number one offense to 10 points, 10 freaking points. Do you guys think this next year that it's the same type of scenario where this Chiefs offense kind of dribbles in here? Or do you think it's where it kind of goes back to the normal Chiefs where they have a good defense and they have a good offense? I mean, this is a hard question to answer. I know that, but do you think the Chiefs' offense stays in this form that they were in in the playoffs is is how I'm going to word this question. Do you think they continue it into next season to where they are the offense we all know and the offense everybody dogged on during the regular season? So, Ryan, what do you think? Well, I'll honestly pose a little bit of a controversial question back to everybody is point me to a moment this entire season, including the postseason, where Patrick Mahomes did something – that nobody else in the NFL could do. I don't think there was a single drive in this season 
where he was just like, oh my God, he's on another level, another planet. He was put in such good positions by his defense where all he had to do was make relatively easy completions. How many goddamn times are the Chiefs wide receivers or Travis Kelsey wide freaking open and all he has to do is just a little dunk pass to him and they run for 40 yards? Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to hear somebody point me to a time where he made some play that nobody else in the NFL can make. So on that note, I, I don't think that like the offense was insane. I just think that at this point, there's so much more bark to Patrick Mahomes' name and to the Chiefs' name on offense than there is actual bite because the defense set them up. I, I hate to keep talking here and cutting Pap and Garrett off, but I mean, I look at this over the overtime drive. I mean, that whole thing, I'm sitting here watching the game with Pap, and I'm like, they're on that fourth down, and I'm like, what are they going to do here? Because you don't risk it and try and throw it short and complete. The game's over. You don't try and run it up the middle with Pacheco because it just got stuffed. And what do they do? They run a little RPO. They get Patrick Mahomes outside and give him the option. I mean, yes, any quarterback could have done that. But that's the play I think about is is that it's not just that play, that fourth down play. I think of that whole drive where he was able to time and time again make th- – to be good enough to not make a mistake to lose them that game. I mean, but the thing is, he was so wide open to run because he doesn't normally run. He runs he normally a lot. just, yeah, scrambles when there's nobody open. But uh, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. He's not getting designed Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott type of quarterback runs. So nobody in their minds was expecting them to run a read option with him running the ball because he doesn't do it. But so you also got not, you've also got to give a little props to the the scheme because that's oh yeah I mean I think that's, comes that's Andy more Reed so Andy Reid gets more, should get more of the credit yeah. for that for doing that than Mahomes should be for just running to a wide open space. I honestly think Andy Reid was MVP for the whole playoffs. I mean he outcoached every single one of them, and then of course you have a guy that's going to come at you know come out there and just produce. I mean that's what I mean that's what Patrick Mahomes does. I mean he's going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what to answer the question, I think they do have that the you know just kind of that dribble season again, um, you know. But if they do go get like a piece, you know, like another piece, a solid piece that they can get, you know, that makes it a little bit more productive, then I feel like they're back on that track of being that solid offense and defense, you know, that we're just accustomed to see. Um, and then you know, really, what kind of just when I remember, you know, that one that Patrick Mahomes kind of just. I don't know. It was that. It was the kick. Literally, the kickoff, the first drive of the uh, AFC Championship. Um, you know when they just, they, I mean they, that that full on drive. You can tell they had that. All right, this is. It's about to be. Uh, it's about to be a dog fight. They went out there. I mean they did it. They ended up getting the dub. And I mean it kind of really just set the tone for that game. And you know the following game, like hey, we just went out here and beat the Ravens. So let's go ahead and take it over to the to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pap, what do you think? What do you think this offense does? I think they're actually – I mean, they won the Super Bowl this year more their defense. I think they they were down a few possessions there, and their defense kind of kept them in it because they got scored touchdowns, got stops. But kind of like what you said, Andy, there was they ran the RPO. They get the fourth down conversion to keep them in the game, and then they ran the same play to run the game. I mean, to win the game, geez. So, uh, that Andy Reid special, that motion down. Yeah. 
get him that wide receiver out in space and just get the ball to him. I mean, they scored on the Eagles twice with it last year, ran the same freaking play, and they scored the game-winning touchdown. So, yeah, and that like that just that play. I think it's really a good scheme, but we have to remember that you know they have Rossi Rice who is a very good wide receiver, and they have Travis Kelsey who showed a little bit of aggression at the beginning of the season. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they'll. I don't think they're gonna get way better, but I think they can get maybe a little consistent. They'll be a little bit more consistent next year rather than mm-hmm. sometimes being stopped and sometimes just driving down the field and scoring touchdown at ease. Yeah, I think a very another underlying big factor of this the Super Bowl was Steve Spagnola in that defense. I mean, what 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 would I, God? I can't talk. What I would give to have him back as the Giants' defensive coordinator is unhealthy. I mean, I would. Sell my left arm and left leg to have him as our defensive coordinator. And, I mean, that nickel blitz he called on that third down that Trent McDuffie knocked that Brock Purdy pass down, that basically saved the game. Because they get that first down. The Chiefs only have two timeouts, three timeouts. 49ers can run the clock all the way down like the Chiefs did to the Eagles last year and kick the game-winning field goal, and the game's over. Patrick Mahomes never gets the ball. I mean, you listen to the mic'd up thing the NFL has, and you can literally listen to the refs, the head ref saying, they got to call a good play here. You can't give the ball back to Mahomes because everybody knows you can't give the ball back to Mahomes. Look like what happened in the Bills games. The 13-second one, obviously 13 seconds is a extraordinary whatever besides the point. But it's just like those things where it's like, man, you he – he doesn't get that stop. Spags doesn't get that stop. That game's over. So, um, Pap, I'm going to ask you this question, man. Hell of a season for the Lions. I mean, it's great to finally have you on here to talk about them because, I mean, they deserve it. Hell of a year. They honestly should have won the, the NFC Championship game. Everybody knows that. It's a tough pill to swallow, but you gotta, you're got you happy with the fact that they made it there, right? Happy the fact they made it that far. Got the playoff wins. The question I'm going to ask you here, is Jared Goff your long-term answer? What do you think? It's a tough question. I think just kind of looking at it right now, I'd probably say yes because we got Ben Johnson back. If he's going to stay after this last year, and let's just say we go back there, maybe even win the Super Bowl hypothetically, I don't know why he wouldn't come back another year if they get closer winning it because obviously he – he wants to see Detroit succeed, and obviously Jared Goff just needs to do not even the bare minimum. He just needs to go out there and play just a little bit with how good our offensive scheme is. And obviously I don't think that Jared Goff – I think Jared Goff had a few ugly showings this year. But at the same time, I think we can become like just a way better team overall if we just address the defense rather than the offense right now. We have the worst secondary in the league It's the reason – one of the reasons we lost so many games, and yeah, until we get a secondary, I don't think I don't think you can get past a team like the 49ers. Like we saw, like a f- how do you not catch a easy interception turns into a tip pass that turns into a 40-yard gain. That I think that was one of the plays that lost us the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's I agree with you. I mean I think you look at all these schemes and you see which quarterbacks are succeeding, and it's the ones that are quarterback friendly as people like to say, and it's a very strong offensive line, a very strong run game, and a good group of wide receivers. 
that's how that's how a quarterback succeeds. I mean, yes, there's the ex, the exclusion of the top five quarterbacks who can make whatever succeed, but Jared Goff does the job. He does the job above average. So why would you change that? In my opinion, Garrett, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. No, I, I agree. I think he just he Jared Goff does fit the scheme, and I mean it it it, it does work. Like I said, you know, it probably would probably focus more on that defense side because mm-hmm. there are some killers on that offense. I mean, they're going to – I mean, there's just some dogs. I mean, they're going to go out there and go find a way to get in the end zone. But, I mean, the defense – defense, that secondary could use a little help. But, yeah, I think I think Jerry Goff is, you know, pretty good in the fit, you know, for right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Ryan? I don't think so. I'll be completely honest. I don't think so. I think the NFL is getting way too good with quarterbacks around the league. And to say that Jared Goff is good enough to beat the likes of the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, the Justin Herbert, the Lamar Jackson, the Joe Burrow, you know, the Brock Purdy, the Jordan Love on a consistent basis. I don't think you can say that. Do I think he's good enough to not lose them games? Yes. I don't think he's going to you know, cost you games. He's not going to make dumb decisions. He's going to put you in positions to win. But let's be honest. I mean, the 49ers did not play well three quarters of that game. And when it mattered, the Lions couldn't find the end zone again. And the 49ers did. The 49ers scored what? 20 unanswered points or something to come back and win that game. You can't say that because open up the half, open up the half of the half. You hand the ball off to Jameer Gibbs. He fumbles. Like you can't like Jared Goff. You can't control Jared Goff to like do anything about that. You know, and then defense just gets absolutely shit on. I don't think Jared Goff's the problem. I think it's more these minor issues. And also Dan Campbell, like he likes to take risks. Josh Reynolds drops two huge balls, one that could give us another three points that could change the whole game. Then also he drops a wide open, whatever, third and ten that if he gets that, we score a touchdown. And also the game is probably out of reach. So, But answer me this. You put Jerry Goff against Joe Burrow. Does he win the game? Lions versus Bengals? I'm taking the Lions. No, I'm just saying – Head-to-head, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, who wins the game? I mean, you can't really play a game with just two quarterbacks and a whole team. But I think I think Joe Burrow's a better – I think Joe Burrow's a better quarterback, but God, I, thank God. I, I don't really – that was kind of a retarded question. I, I, think, <laughs> I don't think that he is good enough to get you over the hump and win a Super Bowl. He has already been to one and – Scored what three points? Like they didn't even yeah. find the end zone with Kyle Shanahan, who's a way better offensive mind. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Way better offensive mind, and you score three points. Bruh. It's I'm not just. Saying, just... I, I think I think he's a top three, top two in the NFC just based on his situation around him and the fact that there aren't a ton of strong quarterbacks in the NFC. But when you put him against AFC quarterbacks, he falls to like 9, 10. 
It's just unbelievable. That's all I'm saying. Um, well, you have to remember that, like I just said, not even two minutes ago, we literally were going to win the game if Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble to start off the half or Josh Reynolds doesn't drop the ball. Two things that he can't control. And, yeah, he might be top three NFC. Then I don't think he's saying top nine or whatever you said at the AFC. That's just ridiculous to say that. Well, but, who, do you think, who do you think's not better than him? I mean, so, I can name – I can name right here <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud. No. You don't think C.J. Stroud is you better than Jared Goff? You don't think C.J. Stroud is better than Jared Goff? No. No. You, re- you really don't think C.J. Stroud is better than Jared Goff? No. Jared Goff. Talent-wise, talent quarterback-wise, you don't think C.J. Stroud is better. If Jared Goff could throw a long bomb every game because that's all they freaking do is those deep-ass passes. Ron, pull the numbers. I know. They they win games. What? Bro, <laughs> Jared Goff is better than C.J. Stroud. So you're telling me right now if you had the option, everything set aside, the option of either taking Jared Goff as your quarterback or C.J. Stroud, you're taking Jared Goff. Yeah. Because we wouldn't, we would not run the same. That we would not is run. Ridiculous. We're not. We would not run the same offense with Caesar Stroud, bro. We become a fucking stupid ass read option. <laughs> like fucking, like that's some bullshit, bro. Like I'm, I'm not, not. I said everything set aside. Like this is purely quarterback. You're saying Jared Goff, talent wise, is better than C.J. Stroud. Talent wise, just straight up. Not like for the like, team. I mean, yeah, you can say both, but I mean. For the team, I'm taking Jared Goff. Maybe just straight up, like, if, if I, I'd rather have Jared Goff as a, line, as a, a Detroit Lions quarterback, but maybe talent-wise, obviously I'm going to take C.S. Rock because he can run faster and everything. But we're just talking, like, taking Jared Goff, Lions scheme, and then let's say C.J. Stroud, Texans, and then Corey Lions. I'd rather have Jared Goff and what we do. I, I, I don't do it. saying he'd rather have uh... – Iguodala take the last shot. That's not I, even not even close. How, Jared Goff's a Jared Goff's a more accurate passer. No, don't even look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me at that. CJ Stroud was in the MVP conversation as a damn rookie. Throwing the ball to damn Nico Collins. Jared Goff is Amon Ra St. Brown. You put CJ Stroud in the Detroit Lions offense, he is the MVP, in my opinion. That's wild. We hand, you're acting like we don't hand off the fucking ball. You're acting like we don't hand off the fucking ball. We have the, one of the best. Everybody. We have the best damn run. One of the best run offenses in the damn league. And you're acting like we don't. You're acting like we, all we do is fucking throw the ball. You're acting like he's gonna get a damn near a thousand more yards and win the damn MVP. You're. It's not. You can't you say that. In that offense with those weapons with Laporta and Amon Ra, he does better than Jared Goff does. There's no way you can say C.J. Stroud doesn't do better than Jared Goff. I don't. I don't see. I don't see. I don't. See, Garrett, do you agree with me? I hope this is. I hope you're like. Uh, I'm sitting back on this one because <laughs> I would take C.J. I would take C.J. Stroud day and night over Jared Goff. So. I mean, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jared Goff. I feel for what the Lions are doing right now, Jared Goff. He's doing, you know, 
just I mean, I, he's doing he's doing pretty good, you know, just fitting in the scene for right now. But like, I mean, if you have the option to go get CJ Stroud or the the between the two, I mean, CJ. Yeah, but, for the uh, future, but, but like right, I'm talking like right now. I'm still taking CJ Stroud. Yeah, I think honestly, yeah, I think like if they had the opportunity to go get CJ, yeah, it would be. C, I would definitely take CJ as well. So if you would rather have, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna spitball here. I'm just gonna start naming off quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see where you're listing yeah, Jared Goff at. Me too. I want to. I want to see. Ready, ready, I'm gonna go. Let me just name. Oh no, I'm gonna go division. Bro, obviously, Daniel Jones isn't in the question. Commander, no. Cowboy Dak Prescott. Jared Goff. Okay. Jalen Hurts. Jared Goff. <laughs> Bro, he's touch push made. He's touch push made. Jalen okay, Hurts. Um, he's touch push made. Geno Smith. Geno. I love Geno. I'm kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. I had a Geno Smith jersey on yesterday. Jared Goff. Actually, actually, we need to put a little bit of respect on Geno. Geno is yeah, facts. But Jared Goff, actually. Instead of just naming all these teams off, can I just say what my top ten is? Or like some of that? I, so just... just... I want to name two more. There's These are two big ones. Brock Purdy. Dude. I'm fucking taking CJ Stroud over Brock Purdy, so of course I'm going to take fucking Jared Goff over his ass. Oh, my God. Jordan Love? I'm taking Jordan Love over Jared Goff. So you're Jordan telling Love. me Jordan Love is better than C.J. Stroud? Jordan Love's a baller. Name your top ten. <laughs> I, I'm befuddled. Name your damn top ten. All right. We got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. This, this isn't really much of an order. I'm just going to start naming them. Okay. I think – C.J. Stroud is top 10 still, obviously. Oh, now, but, now you're going to go C.J. Stroud. Okay. I said top 10. I didn't say any particular order, but if I'm going to order, oh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Uh, who did I say third? Justin Herbert's up there, and then you have Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Did I, did I say Justin Herbert? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jared Goff, right there, seven. That's seven. Jared Goff, seven. CJ Dowd, eight, nine, Dak Prescott, ten, Brock Purdy. I'm about to end this fucking episode. Does, does Josh Allen not exist? <laughs> no, he said Josh Allen. Allen. He said oh, Josh he Allen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, it's hilarious that you named the second highest passing quarterback in the league as n- number 10. I, okay, I wait. Ryan and Garrett, I'm going to ask you guys here right now. I want to hear your guys' side. Yes, this episode's running a little long, but this is a, a bombshell type of thing we're talking about. Right? Jared Goff's top 10. You can't say you can't say he's not, though. Jared Goff is top 10. Where in your top 10 are you putting him? You're asking me? Yeah. I think I said 8 or 7. I'll just say, because if I probably, if I woke up in the morning, I'm saying 8 or 9 any day of the week. 
Can we rewind to when I said he moves back to like top nine? Yeah. And that was like earth shattering. And Pap was like convinced that I was saying he was number 31 in the league. <laughs> Bro, you were dissing on that. You were dissing on that, man. You were dissing still. You just put him. Bro, you in can't the put him back. Spot. No. I don't give a damn because. And the context of you saying you made it sound like we didn't just make it to the NFC Championship. You're like, yeah, man, this this team, like, you know, Jerichoff just can't He's get him over the top. But good bro. enough to win a Super Bowl. You top cannot. nine. Top nine is a fucking Super Bowl quarterback in this league, bro. Andy or Garrett, tell me if he, you think Jared Goff can win a Super Bowl over Mahomes, over Allen. No. Over Lamar. No. Fucking over crazy, Brock bro. Purdy. I think, Pat, I think the part that me and Garrett were Over most Brock surprised Purdy, at. the Lions beat themselves. The Brock 49ers Purdy. beat themselves for the first three quarters of the game. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. This dude should wasn't even supposed to be in the league. He just let bro, him win the damn Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck where he was drafted. It's strictly up. Bro, who cares about where they're drafted? They're strictly up damn talent. He's better than Jared Goff. No, he's not. He threw for more yards. He ran for more yards. He threw for more scores, and he took them to the Super Bowl. And they were, went to overtime with probably the second best quarterback of all time. And he throw backwards and every play and let CMC run. Of course, he's gonna have more yards. Go backwards. Throw it backwards. Throws, it doesn't count for a, passing yards. Not backwards. A fucking swing route. That's literally he literally throws a little route, the fucking a little flat route or a swing he route. Wasn't even their receiver. Uh, Okay, I'm put. I'm saying it right now. If Jared Goff was on that 49ers team playing against Patrick Mahomes, they're not even in that game. What? No. I mean, okay, Garrett, I'm gonna ask you this since you're just more befuddled than anybody over here. I'm literally just this the CJ Stroud thing. The CJ Stroud thing caught both of us off guard. If you were to have expansion draft, everybody starts from scratch. And the lines. Is there seven? Is there eight quarterbacks you're taking over Jared Goff? Uh, seven. I'll say seven. Is there seven quarterbacks you're taking over Jared Goff? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna name off Ryan Garrett. I want you guys to answer these real quick. Same order I asked Pap. Jalen Hurts or Jared Goff? Jalen Hurts. I, I'd still ride with, with Jared Goff there. I will give Pap that one. Thank you. I don't, Dude, I don't, but it's like... I, I just I don't think he's accurate enough as yeah. a passer. Jalen Hurts, what? Like, he's a good runner, but I don't think he's accurate enough as a passer. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he's a good runner, but those still those rushing touchdowns are a little inflated, so... He fell apart well, a lot. Year, but... And also, he's... I don't know, man. I, I feel like he had, a, he had a down year this year, but I feel like the year before when they went to the Super Bowl, dude was... He balled that season. If he doesn't get hurt, he wins the MVP. If he doesn't yeah. hurt his shoulder, he wins the MVP. Yeah. Okay. Can I inter- can I I'm interject saying, one saying, yeah. one stat here, Annie? Yeah. So Pab says Brock Purdy just threw swing routes to Christian McCaffrey. Where do you think Christian McCaffrey ranks on the San Francisco 49ers order of receiving yards? Fourth. He is fourth after two 1,000-yard receivers and Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel with 892, 
and then McCaffrey at right. 564. Hey, um, let me send you a TikTok I got loaded right here. You can't really watch right now, but it's like good throws, like made off wide receiver throws and like mediocre throws. Like it's not like anything crazy. Like you're gonna be surprised. Like Greg, he's not like a gunslinger. He's just gonna be throwing BBs across the field. It's like okay, but what? But what? I don't know. Like what quarterbacks are making ten plus elite throws a game? I mean, no quarterback should be doing that. Well, I'm not saying ten plus elite throws. He's not he, out of all of his passing touchdowns. There's not that many like amazing throws a quarterback can really make unless it's just like these deep long balls like a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or like a I don't think if there was if there was a gap between Brock Purdy and Jared Goff it's not that large if you think that Brock Purdy is over Jared Goff or Jared Goff's over Brock Purdy like I'm not saying like Jared Goff is way better than Brock Purdy I'm just saying Jared Goff is better than Brock Purdy it's like it's like see like yeah, I get what you're coming from with, like, the, the crazy throws, like the tough ones. But, I mean, that's the whole point of a good offensive scheme is you want them to have easy-ass touchdowns. Like, you look at the Chiefs touchdown that Mahomes had to MVS. No, it was easy as hell. That was an easy-ass touchdown. Like, that's... Ryan, would you rather Josh Allen be rolling out, throwing off the run, cross-body, 55 yards, or a simple slant route to Stephon Diggs? I would much rather have slant route to Stephon Diggs because the completion percentage is way higher in that. Uh, Garrett, would you rather have Daniel Jones as your quarterback or a Walmart bagger? Uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Daniel um, Jones. I, I the Walmart bagger is not going to get eaten up by the turf monster, I don't think. So. I was hoping we would get to that, but Pap absolutely threw us a freaking no, nade on the on the steam room here at the end of the can, episode. We can save it for next. Uh, we're we're saving it for the NFC East offseason. I mean, yeah. me and Garrett will talk for about an hour and a half about the Giants and whatever the hell they're thinking about this offseason. All right, so we're hit like Wait, the hour ten. What we probably should say something about the uh, we're, yeah, Chief, yeah, Chiefs thing. Yeah. Um. We hit the hour 10 mark here. I think we've done well done enough talking on this episode. Um, just wanted to real quickly send our thoughts and our prayers out to everybody involved in the absolutely horrific uh, shooting yesterday at the Chiefs uh, Super Bowl parade. Such an amazing and just excellent celebration for a well-deserved championship turns into a nightmare. I mean, that's just it's just disgusting. And I feel horrible for the people involved, I hope. Everybody that was hurt gets well rested and gets and is okay. That's I think everybody can agree on that. I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting that that had to happen. So, um, yeah, our thoughts and our prayers go out to all the families involved, um, and to the lives. I think it's just one life lost. Yeah, one girl. Yeah, just seen one. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that count doesn't get any higher. I mean, that's sad enough that one life was lost at this great event, but hopefully it stays there for the only plus side of this whole thing. Um, yeah, I just want to get say that real quick. But um, hopefully you guys enjoy listening to this one. Went a little long, but, you know, as a Steam Room episode, that's bound to happen. <sighs> so, uh, Ryan, merch, go buy it. I mean, same stuff. Go buy it. Yeah, we're, uh, you'll see Andy, Garrett, and I repping the, uh, the golf polos on spring break this year. 
Uh, we're gonna, now that Garrett's officially joined the team, you're going to see him repping some of his own uh, All Sports Focus merch finally, here soon. Finally yeah. got on the squad there, man. Yep, getting yeah. him, get him in the squad. So uh, keep sending any suggestions. You know, we've been luckily able to lower the prices on some things um, to be able to make those you know a little bit more affordable. So definitely go check that out. If you have any questions on what uh, stuff looks like in person, feel free to reach out to any of us because let alone we basically me, have one of me, Ryan, everything. Garrett, and Pap now. We basically have the whole store. Hmm. Pap's got a, cup, a hoodie or two. I've got a hoodie or two. Ryan's got a hoodie or two. Garrett's going to have a hoodie. I mean, you guys want to see real-life pictures, feel free to text us on Instagram or if you know yeah, us personally, reach out to us. So. I, I, Pap, I'm not talking about mirror pictures. I'm just saying, lay the hoodie down on your bed and snap a picture. But okay, that's not surprised. That's the route you went where with Pap. Um, hopefully you guys can get a healthy Pap get an Instagram post about this whole Jared Goff debacle, about a repeat of the Tommy DeVito, Daniel Jones. Uh, man, uh, we'll be work. I'll be working on editing this one tomorrow. Hopefully to get this one out to you guys tomorrow night. Uh, give this one a listen. Um. And as always, thank you, Pat, for all your great social media, Ryan with the merch, and like we said earlier, Garrett finally joining the All Sports Focus team. Uh, we're great to have him aboard. You'll be checking and seeing an All Sports Focus Gaming Instagram page going up with the TikTok Jones. and the YouTube, all that. Jones, LinkedIn. Um, he's doing some hard work right now, getting all that stuff in. So check out all those sides of everything. And uh, we thank you guys for all the support, and we thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next one.